this is Lisa Hazard and Misty Lure, and we have a very, very special guest today, Alexandra. And uh, I have a question for you. And first of all, I'd like to know if you would like to say hello to our listeners. <laughs> Ali's in Serbia, and she has a question to answer. Ali, do you think we're all psychic? Oh, yes. We're more psychic than we think we are. I agree. We're psychic. I agree. So I, I met, like that answer. Yeah, she, I met Allie on Instagram a long time ago, and I talked about it on the podcast, but I was a on and again, off again, agoraphobic person. I could not leave the house on and off all my life for the most part. And in 20 to 30 minutes, Allie offered me a reading, and uh, she said it was in her bag of tricks. But ever since then, I have been able to leave the house without any fear whatsoever. <laughs> She gave me an empowering tool that I use every single time I leave the house, and now I don't even have to. So that's I, that's, awesome. that's 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 one way I know Allie. But she has many, many, many things she can offer listeners to learn about. So Allie, tell us about yourself. Tell listeners about yourself. Um, my life started when I said no to university, and my family stopped talking to me. So. This is the first time in life I was afraid, and this is the first time in life I don't know what to do with myself. And since then, I've done everything. So uh, <laughs> instead of being an engineer, as I intended, I started doing some acting classes, and I've been in two feature films, even though I don't have acting school or academy or anything, which is, is something that's nearly impossible. I met professional actors with a lot of training, that never been in a feature film. So if you ask me, is everything possible? My answer is always, yes, it's possible. Uh, <laughs> and this is exactly what, it, what I do. If you told me 10 years ago, you'll be reading tarot cards to people. I would not believe that. So I'm doing that <laughs> and having fun. So uh, yes, I like working as a witch on the internet and I sell things and I do some art and I do all sorts of things that make me happy. She's a and photographer I'm, too, and she does amazing photography. She I don't know how I break all the rules, whatever professional photographers <laughs> I break that, but I do it for myself. And uh, there is a certain joy when you do things the way you like it and the way you want it. Because I'm not doing art to be a famous photographer, I'm doing art to fill my own soul. And this is what powers me up, and this is what people forget. You start doing, doing photography, then you start searching for information, knowledge, learning, and you forget to have fun. You forget to love it. I love it. Fail completely because you, you, you fail the most essential thing, and that is loving what you do. You're right. People, I agree. Yeah. You can learn details. You can learn the process. You can learn all sorts of things, but no one can teach you to love, and th that's where the power is. I love that. That's so beautiful. So, Allie, one thing we have in common, and Misty, uh, maybe in, in days to come, she may become a cat lover someday, but Allie and I adore <laughs> cats. We adore cats, both of us very much. And uh, maybe we should start with that. What about, like, little, like, what do you, what, what kind of magic does do cats have? What kind of energy do cats have to you? What is it about them that just makes them so just 
That's the first thing we did. We talked about our cats when we, we got on Zoom. <laughs> a cat, I wouldn't know to love. So um, just a little background. I'm from Serbia. I grew up in war times. So 90s in Serbia was war uh, restrictions, sanctions, uh, uh, no food. You have money. Uh, you can't buy anything. No import, no export, no, no jobs, no anything. And I was really little at the time, but my parents uh, were hit by that thing right and uh, this is one thing that passed but what didn't pass for years after that is this mindset how we are uh, poor how we are unlucky how people treated us badly how uh, all those powerful countries attacked us and and from an, in another side you have this the government it's the government it's their fault it's there since i'm 33 years old now and since i was born there was no decent government in Serbia. Yeah. So, that's uh, one of the things that really stood out was, to I'm me. Born, I'm born in Yugoslavia, so it was okay. called Yugoslavia back then, and it fell apart four times, three times, and I'm living in the same city and in four different countries. I have lived since I was born, so uh, it's very politically turbulent, and one thing that I think kept misery for so long here is the mindset. People were really negative, and I grew up with that, and I had serious depression um, as a young person, as a really young person. And um, sometimes I think it's not mine that I picked it up from the generation yes. who were depressed. And, and those were the times when the country was robbed at one point. Uh, there was no jobs. Uh, we were a communist country. In communism, I don't know if you know, in communism, everything is free. And then you bring capitalism where everything is charged. You want to go to university, pay. So uh, people, people in the United States save for, for university and those things. In Serbia, you didn't know you'll need, you need to save. And when I started university, it was the first year it was charged. So it was a big financial pressure from, from my parents. And it was all uh, one big injustice, not just because it was uh, charged and, and you have to pay money for it. It's, and you hadn't uh, been able to save because it had been coming. You didn't know. Right? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, schools were free, um, uh, medical treatments were free, so if you're sick, you just go and you don't pay anything, maybe some medication, maybe some complicated stuff, but everything was free, and uh, it's not just that it was free, we had this mentality, I deserve to have free uh, doctors if I'm sick, so I need to be handled, so it was very, this transition was very painful, I think it was worse than war, because people yeah. couldn't just and especially from some older generations than mine, that they fought, they were in the war, they, they, they fought, fought a war for this communism, and they no longer have the benefits. So this is one very depressing moment. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I grew up. So some older generations still have retirement, so I don't think I will ever have retirement. I don't know. Things change so fast in your country. You, you never know. I mean, from what, what you've told me and the times we've talked, the many years, a couple of years we've been talking, your government has just changed and changed and changed. And you told me about like you just described to us. And um, I kind of want to transition here into how does that like affect the like the uh, country's politics changing so much? How does that affect your energy work? Because we've talked about that before. But can you tell the listeners how? how like tarot cards are viewed and how stuff like that is viewed in Serbia, like you were telling yeah, me. Yeah, I would like to know that too. 
Uh, there is one very interesting thing about that because at one point astrology and tarot and everything divination all kinds were forbidden and forbidden like you're breaking the law and you're going to jail that's kind of forbidden and uh just a little background uh religion was also forbidden during communism and one reason for that is because uh, religion was a political opponent of the communist government mm-hmm. at that time so um the story was um, we were communism raised people to be uh, very very logic so um, God doesn't exist and uh, religion is something to ma- that's used for manipulating fools so that's, this was the point of view of communism on, uh, towards religion and yes. to be honest people are never have been too religious now um, they are they, they respect rituals mostly. How they are religious, I don't know. I, I really doubt priests are religious, but I don't know what to say. They're different people, different aspects of it. It's not all the same, but um, uh, at one point there was a lot of, someone discovered that people watch those astrology shows and tarot shows where you call in and ask a question. And those people were getting a lot of money. And there were some very famous fortune tellers during the 90s because people are desperate. They need something. So they rely on everything, astrology, tarot. And the thing is, some people really misuse that. So that those famous fortune tellers really charged. You have a curse. You have to pay 500 euros to St. Peter. And then you right. find, you know, 500 euros is really much at the time where you can't find a decent job. And some people really pulled out everything out of their house to, to pay to St. Peter. And then you have them asking, wow. you have them asking, okay, now you have to pay 700 euros to St. Mary or, or to George Mary or to St. Mark. Or to, so so uh, they were eliciting money. Yeah, and that happens here too. Not as bad as what you Relatives of those people complained and uh, the government decided that's not legal, that's uh, that's robbery and in some cases it, it was so but um that's how it became forbidden so no more astrology shows no more anything and um that stopped but and got a bad reputation along the way but um there is a very uh, negative view on people who do that a ne- negative point of view a lot of judgment that doesn't work it works for me, it doesn't have to work for you. So, and to be honest, I'm really concerned when I'm work, working with people because I see they don't wanna accept the message. They, they have a wall. So I can give them like anything, they don't wanna receive it. And when people are not ready to receive it, you can't give it to them. Right, right. Oh, you're right, yeah. So how, how do you go about um, offering the kind of services you do? Uh, the listeners, Ali offers all kinds of services. You, you, you can't think of one offer. that she doesn't offer. <laughs> I offer to friends and friends yeah. of friends and friends of friends. So I don't advertise and I don't talk too much. I don't make a reputation in this area. And um, I did a lot of things uh, as a trained actor. I really did a lot of exercises that I later found out uh, can be used in many other circumstances, not just acting, not just... Um, yeah, can you describe a technique like that that maybe would help listeners? Because I remember you, you earlier you were talking about that. So this is a NLP technique where you uh, get into your body and find a problem in your body and solve it. 
and this works. So this is NLP. So I listened to Tony Robbins a few days ago and he was talking about that NLP. So it's not new, it's not, it's psychology. So, so this is something scientific and those, those things work. And I combined them, I didn't learn them like that. I learned them differently. And what happens to me is that I learn something and I find a lot of variations in that in, in coaching, in science, in, in some spiritual texts. And so um, whatever you choose to believe in, if you believe only in science, um, the universe will find a way to give you the message through the science. And you never have to change your belief system. You never have to start believing that we're all psychic. So um, the universe has a way to communicate with everybody. And the way I communicate with it might be too much for some, somebody, but um, it, it really works. And I really uh, saw uh, one thing in many different contexts and people use it on many different ways and it's helpful. So when I choose something for myself, I really ask, is it helpful or not? So really, I found some really scientific tools that are not helpful at all. So if it's not helpful, it's not for me. Right, right. I got you. So this uh, the NLP that you, that that that's the the neuro linguistic programming. I think is yes. what that stands for. That's yes. what you had walked me through when you helped me with agoraphobia during that reading on Instagram. And um, I looked into it after that, and it's a really amazing thing, NLP therapy. And um, it, it, yeah, if you have a phobia or if you have anxiety or any kind of motivation issue, really, too, I think that that's something to look at. But, uh, you know, you also integrate your, your energy, what you feel from people and what they need. You have, like, this, this gift of seeing like, what people need and how you can help them, like, right away. You know, I've noticed that about you. And um, that's a good gift to have. She does. And she wants she like you always come across to me as someone who really just sincerely wants to help people. And it's normal here. So it's not normal to charge for your services here. So so many people frown on that. But it's really because we grow up in hard times. It's really uh, the essential thing to help somebody. So during these war times, you really see who's your friend and you really, you really, the support from people. Um, it's not uh, unusual to actually get a discount here or somewhere to get. Now it's not because it's a big city and we have capitalism, so you can't do that. But uh, sometimes someone gives you a, a little chocolate or, or something. So if you're buying frequently and, and people help out and so when this COVID kind of brought that up in people, you see who are good people, you see who are paranoid people. And yeah. uh, I saw a lot of good people on the streets not making problems in lines, really allowing uh, women with children to pass in the line and, and, and doing some nice, small, nice things that just, when it's hard, those small things mean a lot to somebody. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, you really never great. know. Yeah, and you know that helping another person solve a problem is not something that's a product or a service that you charge. It's something that's normal because who knows where that person will take you. You know, it's about good reputation and it's about doing the right thing. It's about feeling good. Right, right. Yeah, I totally agree on that one. In some respects, in our culture, it's kind of uh, uh, some some people who offer services like I do or Misty does sometimes we, a lot of times we will not offer or ask for anything, but some people want to give us something too in return. So like uh, maybe say a shaman 
would accept a gift instead of some kind of money or something like that. And Ali, you kind of remind me of a shaman or something like that, because you have so many skills and ways and techniques. You can see the world through a lens of everybody else's <laughs> eyes. And uh, like, I, I would love for some way to interview you and be able to say, Ali, what are you? <laughs> like, how did you, how did, how did you become a like wonderful person you are? Like, where, where did you first start le learning about tarot and astrology? Was it from the TV shows? I think you said you had a grandmother. Oh, no, at, at that time, I, I kind of hated it. It's <laughs> uh, because it's not about tarot. It's about those, um, I don't uh, listen to Serbian astrologists or, or tarot. Now, you, you, we kind of evolved a little. But at that time, the tarot was like, oh, I, I, I had this card and you're going to die or someone's going to get sick unless you do this. So it was very, yeah. uh, this perspective was very narrow. And it's all about money, uh, not helping. Yeah. And scaring uh, people. Yes. Maybe. yes. And, and it's even more that uh, people that uh, operate from, from the point of fear, from the point of uh, paranoid can do nothing for you unless, uh, except making you paranoid. Yeah. So, um, and those are uh, those people were really the they were rep representing these really uneducated uh, people that um, are not managing themselves. If you want to help people, you have to first manage yourself because yes. you have all sorts of people and all sorts of problems. And those are people who are really thinking really narrowly. So, uh, if I put, if this person pulls a card, that's uh, God said that that's an imperative. So, if God says you're gonna get sick and you're gonna lose your money, that's it. So, it's that kind of perspective. I never. I don't understand that. Yeah, that that's not that. I don't like that perspective because it's just about. It's all about fear mongering. But this getting... is, this, I think this is something you you're born with. You're simply born with this narrow perspective of God gives or God punishes and it, it's like that so many people uh, didn't have I didn't have proper education because I did have education and it was free but it was not of quality okay. and uh, I can't name a lot of things I learned in school especially not around mindset and and how should I handle life but I know that people I'm born in the city I'm from Belgrade but uh, Serbia, uh, smaller places, smaller villages, uh, they didn't have what I did in big cities. They had even less than I did. So uh, if their perspective is narrow, I can't judge them. It was, it was yeah. like that. Especially at that time, uh, you had what you had and you didn't have what you didn't have. So we, need to, we needed to learn to live with, with those limitations. How did you and, do it personally? How, how was your, what was your process like? for that like how did you go from like you said you learned in school you learned a lot of ways but how did you figure out how to take care of yourself first and then start helping people i started just following my urges so at one point i had the urge to go to an acting class so i did and that there um the core of act when you're an actor your product is you so that's what you're selling that's why you're working for yourself so this is and then later um, a book appeared or an article appeared or something appeared and i was just following my curiosity and i really had a, a problem because i while i was at university i really felt like i'm really stupid that i can't learn and, and pass this exam and uh, that there was something wrong with me that 
I can't handle it. And then when I actually when I uh, left it, I realized it took some free courses on Coursera. Coursera was entirely free at that time. It was just starting that, that website and it had uh, all top universities from the United States. Now it has worldwide universities and excellent courses. And I took one course that was quite difficult, more difficult than they are now. Now, now they simplified, they realized people are not following through. But I took one course that was complicated, but the teacher had so much energy that you just have to follow. And I had a score 90 on that exam, and then I realized, no, nothing is wrong with my brain. It just those people didn't know to teach me. This guy taught me. That's right. You need a good yeah, teacher. That's so the true. Teacher. So yeah. true. The biggest problem with capitalism is like people um, in communism, people developed very low standards because no matter what you do and how you perform, you're going to get paid. So you can be the worst worker in the universe and you're going to get paid. In capitalism, it's not like that. Right. And when they started charging university, first, I was very angry at the time because uh, uh, they were charging, but they were not making changes to improve the quality. So you're charging, but they don't have any responsibility. And oh, they're not here. Yeah. If you can't learn, it's your problem. There's no book, there's no script, but it's your problem. And, and uh, that's a good. really <laughs> I was the first generation, and the gener so the first generation when they tested it. So they didn't know how it was gonna work. And they were just like, we can and we will. So if you can't pay, goodbye. And, and it really is a problem. It was a problem because uh, the income level is not so high and the opportunities are not so high. And now Belgrade was, last year, it was one of the top travel destinations. So Belgrade has a lot of money, but at that time, no one, kind of no tourism, no industry, no anything. So people couldn't just keep up. So um, this is, I think this is the worst period that I can remember for me and my family. During the war yeah. times, War times are great because uh, they're full of opportunity. And that's why you have wars all over the world. When it's a war, people spend money. And exactly. It helps the country's economies usually. And, and not just that people spend money. You can see a lot of ways to help people, to contribute to people, to, to do something for other people. And I really remember those 90s. I always had some pocket money and I was always buying something. So there were those sellers on the street, they were selling some silly stuff that, that, that's shining or something. And we were children and we bought that like crazy. I had millions of toys and, and stuff that I don't need. But uh, those are times my, my parents had a business and it worked and we were not poor, we were not hungry. And this, this was, and when you're not hungry and when you have enough, you can develop and then this, Capitalism came and, and everything stops. You can't move. And I think this is the biggest problem, really, of people saying money is material. I don't like money. You have to like money. Money makes you alive. Money brings you food. And uh, people really change depending where, where they are financially. Are they really low or are they really high? That's really interesting. So you've seen a huge class change that was just like implemented. They just made it happen. And, and, and everybody's expected mm -hmm. to just have this whole different mindset when you've lived one way for like so long. I can't imagine that impact. I can't imagine that. Me either. Um, like, I, I, you know, something it's you really, said. It, 
imagine you just start living in communism so yeah we wouldn't know what was going on yeah in in communism there was in yugoslavia the entire yugoslavia before it fell apart there were a few factories that produced clothes a few factories that produced food and food so um everything you wear everything you eat everything you use is made in those factories so you don't have this choice but to be like everybody else and not everybody is the same and it was a thing when someone goes to italy and brings something some fashion to serbia it was really something but here and so far imagine having just one company in the United States. Yeah, they, they they supposedly in our country we we don't allow monopolies. They they like if, if some company gets too powerful and eats up all the other companies, mm-hmm. they, they shut it down. They they won't let them. But yeah, our government. But you know something you said earlier stands out. Like when you said this is probably one of the worst times in your country that you it is the worst time you said right like right now it is here too in our country. I mean things are just a mess. And I think COVID yeah. is just challenging everybody to figure out how to come together. And you have already given several examples of how people can, just by generosity. Uh, by- yes. For example, uh, if you if something happened and oh, all of a sudden you don't have electricity, you will find ten ways to make yourself a coffee. So we had during nineties there were times that we didn't have we had power outages and we didn't have electricity and sometimes we knew uh they were scheduled because there was not enough power and sometimes they were unpredicted but we knew so every family has a different way to make coffee. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can so cool. find ways. <laughs> also we have oh, yeah. outages so uh, you will find a way. If you need to find a way, you will find a way. If you lock yourself out of your house and throw away the key, you will find a way to get in without the key. So if you have to. Yeah, you're right. And it's, that's well, the there's attitude. a will, there's a way. Yeah, that's the <laughs> attitude I think also works when you're trying to work on your 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 energy work, your your magic, your your psychic side, your tarot cards, anything like that. You can find a way. You can find a way to understand it. You can find a way to work through your own problems, which is something you were saying before the podcast. You have like you started using tarot tarot cards to help understand yourself. And um, you had mentioned that before we started the podcast, you know, and uh, I think that is like something, and you had mentioned something else that I would really love for you to talk to the listeners about using your body, like you were talking about using your body and to get your energy up to raise like, oh, yeah, he was, do you remember like you were demonstrating you stood up and yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. I'd love the listeners to hear about so, that. This is one thing that I notice uh, people everywhere feel short, and this is living in their bodies. So we are here to live in our bodies. We're not here to live in our minds or in some spiritual space that we are here to embody this spiritual uh, values, this um, ideas. This If I have an idea and I don't do anything about it, that's just an idea that's nothing. So we're here to embody things and uh, hmm. um as far as i know everything at least the western world is based on the mind you go to school to learn something and that's it so we don't live in our bodies we live in our minds and when you change your body you influence the mind so yes. those two things go together and one thing i noticed um i had a, a really bad depression for i think 10 years in a row and um 
what got me out of this. So this is this is one little Serbia where it's really embarrassing to talk about any issues. So if you have anxiety, depression, anything, so this is a little shameful. So you're crazy or you're wrong or you're something. There is a really too much stigma. Stigma. Yeah. yeah, we have that here too. And to be honest, I never wanted to say I'm depressed. So I had a problem saying it, although this was obvious. But um, when I started changing my body, when I started physically working out, this depression was no longer there because um, depression always comes when you don't move your body. And many people don't do that. We're not, as children, I, it, I remember as a child, like what I have to do is go to school and sit down for six hours. And that's not hey. natural. Huh. And... I had this bad luck of being good at school. So when you go to school, you go to competitions and you have to sit more because they give you more homework. That's how I learned that um, you don't want to be too good at anything. <laughs> especially not at school. <laughs> and especially not at math. Not at math. No. No. <laughs> I'm excellent at math, I but I don't want more homework. <laughs> You're excellent at almost <laughs> everything I've heard you talk about. Um, so I agree with that moving the bodies and something I find, uh, even just your hands, if like keeping your hands busy for me, keeping my hands busy, if I just sit here, I will probably get depressed. Like I'll get up in my head and I won't, you know, but for me, I, I like, especially because I'm having surgery soon, I can't move. Like I used, I used to like to dance to like around the house and stuff. And, um, with my foot being injured, I haven't been able to do that. And I just, keep my hands busy. I make craftings, I craft stuff, or I just keep it, keep them busy. And that even just that can, can like, it's usually creating something with my hands, you know, like a bracelet or a ring or a jewelry of some sort, usually for me, or a cat toy or something like that, you know, just like that is something I can do now, you know, as long if I can't walk, I will find some other way to get that outlet out. And you can find another way to dance. Yeah, I, yeah, one-legged. And <laughs> arms or legs or anything, you can dance with your eyelids. I was I was kicked back on the couch the other night and and had a had a drink or two, and I was kicking my legs in the air and dancing, <laughs> wiggling my hips. You know, yeah. it was great. Yeah, for a good hour or two, I boogie. <laughs> You're right. That changes everything. You can find a way to move. Yes. You can find whatever you can move like your eyes your your face your cheeks like what you can find a way to move and it can make you feel better yeah it's absolutely true i totally agree i yeah. was just talking about um me and my 14 year old joining a gym just to get you know the exercise and get out you know yeah. because she's depressed you know so it, I totally agree with that. Like you have to get out and do something about it, not just sit there and and, and worry know. on it and focus yeah. on it and like a, yeah, dig through the bad stuff over and over again. It seems like yeah. that's like a really motivational thing, Ali, to say because like that's so true. Like and with the psychic energy, a lot of people are meditation, medit you know, sit quietly, but you can jog and meditate. You know. You can jog and make wash dishes and meditate. Yeah, that's right. You can. You can. Yeah. And one thing I think it's important to know about the body, you will see people everywhere. Um, um, weight loss industry is really, really huge. And you have those gyms telling you should do this and you should do that. So uh, there is no right way to exercise. Um, right. 
everybody has a different body and uh, it's much better if you exercise with the intention to release the negative energy and to have fun. Right, yeah. that's why I like uh, dancing. If you want to lose weight, that will fall. But uh, if you start from the idea, I need to lose weight or I need to gain weight or um, you're starting from a negative mindset and people lose motivation after that really, really that's quickly. That's a great point. That is a really, so maybe it is a good point. Go into it's, the idea that I'm going to get this bad energy out and create some good energy in my body by doing this activity. Kind of I like feel that. your body starts feeling. So I had a huge problem with my back and I got a little hunch and I was 20. Um, and oh. doctors told me, you'll be hunched forever. You'll be like that. You'll be like a freak with that. And oh. when I started exercising, the hunch disappears. So when you change your body, uh, your body changes. Your body adapts to what's the new normal. When my new normal was just, I sit and do nothing, my body adapted to that lifestyle. And when I started- Of course, yeah. Again, my body adapted to my uh, lifestyle and whatever health problem, you have you can just use this exercising no matter how light or 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 intensive they are to just release this illness to release the negativity to release whatever is making this problem inside of you right right i totally agree so when you feel good your body will heal quickly yeah quicker than it's than it's expected Right. So even though you, you have a health problem, you can't uh, walk or stand normally or dance normally, uh, this sensation of dancing and having fun, even though in limited circumstances, will help your body heal. You're right. You're right. And hopefully help you pass the time quicker. Not right. just feeling like it's forever, like you're sitting in one place and without the ability to move. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be in a non-weight-bearing cast for uh, six weeks after this surgery. So what you're telling me right now is perfect divine timing, Allie. It is. Because <laughs> I won't, yeah, I'll be all like laid up with my leg up like this for six weeks. And I'm going to be thinking of you and I'm going to be thinking about what you said. Yeah. <laughs> like my yeah. body, like snap my fingers with the intention of healing my body and feeling better overall. And you know, something that it's also with moving your body and feeling good, it, it tends to spread the energy to other people more. Like if you feel good and you're moving, kind of like shakes that energy up around you and reaches other people, I think, and makes energy, them want to yeah. dance. It makes them want to dance too, or smile or something, you know, maybe snap some fingers or something if they're a little Lighten shy. the mood. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It really does. That's really good. I'd love that you explained it that way because that changed the way I think of exercise completely because <laughs> I usually don't want to I just would rather dance I know and when they start telling me what's wrong with me I say goodbye and yes. this is why I can't do anything in gyms it's simply that mindset and also this mindset of hustle you have to work hard to have a good body you don't have to work that hard yeah, yeah you have to push a little you have to push more than it's comfortable but I don't like to think about it as working hard Sometimes yeah. you, you start pushing and you realize your body wants that. So it's challenging. And, um, it's true. I remember one time in San Diego, I was visiting my brother. He lived in Alpine then. And uh, I, I was pretty overweight. And uh, he lived on National Forest land and on the corner of it. 
And we went up into this, you know, like he lived on a mountain and it's in, in an alley in California where he lives. It's like desert, but lots of mountains that are all rocks and like some, you know, like, like a lot of real beautiful desert kind of area plants and stuff. So we went up this mountain and way, I, we, we must have hiked for six hours. And I, I mean, I, I was a smoker then, cigarette smoker, <laughs> and I was overweight. And I, but man, I pushed it. My body did want to. It was just like all about it. It hurt the next day, but it was worth it. And, you know, my brother was a, he's a, he's, you know, he's works out. You know, he's got, he's, he, that's what he does. Exercise is how he keeps himself happy um, overall, you know, well, he does a lot of things, but that's his approach toward, especially depression or anything like that. And I just remember that, you know, just pushing myself up those, through those mountains uh, and just up those hills and down into rock little like caves and climbing back out and just feeling so empowered by that and just happy just happy yeah yeah and fun it was fun and we, we, yeah. we were, were of course my brother went off you know in his own way and at one point I got stuck in one of those little rock holes and I couldn't get out <laughs> 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 I couldn't pull myself out so I'm like Richard yelling out yeah. you know and he's like where are you and the dog came and the dog came down in the hole with me and the dog got out of the hole I was like dog come back <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck here forever yeah <laughs> he did come rescue <laughs> One important thing that I want to um, add something. So you mentioned pain. People stop when they feel pain, and uh, a certain amount of pain is not dangerous. So this is be careful with this advice. So uh, some pain can be a sign of something serious, but uh, in many cases, pain is not a bad sign. So pa pain comes from you neglecting your body weeks and weeks and months and years before. But it's not. It's one like fear. It's one of those things you go through. So if you continue working out during the pain, uh, through the pain, um, it will stop and it will never come back. Right, right. So That's very I, good analogy there. I like. I played martial yeah. arts, and my first month on martial arts, I was bruised everywhere. We did rolls and falling down, and we didn't do it on mats. We didn't do it on the Whoa. floor. When you jump on the floor, you just get a bruise, and I was bruised all over my body in this okay. one month. But after that one month has passed, I have never jumped on the floor and got the bruise again. Oh, wow. <laughs> you learn, you train your body to do things properly. And uh, why we do without the mats? Because our instructor knows that if you learn without the mat, you can do it all the time, everywhere. And right. I learned practical something. So if someone attacks you on the street, you can't say, hey, wait, I need to put the mat here so I can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't think in European Union and probably not United States, that's not the way you can conduct trainings. Not even yeah. not professionally probably. Like, Maybe at advanced classes you could, but not starting yeah. out with little kids or anything. They wouldn't like. It's not for little kids. It's for adults. For adults, it's yeah. really, um, this pain is really training you to be resilient. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see that. Be careful. You should know. I know with my body uh, when the pain is serious, when it's worrying, and when it's just me not being active or not being, or just pushing a little harder. So you have to know your body and you have to have, you have to develop this sense. But usually people are afraid of pain. It's not, it's not that bad. Many, many things are not uh, bad or scary as you might think. 
when you sit in a chair and you think about it and someone says pain this hurts like your mind is saying no and that's another picture to the mind but really body is very resilient and can go through a lot of stress and usually the more stress you give it the, the faster it uh, develops you're right you know and and this like this, so, this is advice cautiously because not everybody has the same body, not everybody has the same limitations. So, I'm for the most of my life, I didn't have any complications, no health issues, or, or anything like that. So, I could train hard depending on where you are with your body. You should uh, find the right measure, but it's always mm-hmm. a little more than you think, right? Right, it just pushes a little bit more. We just and I think with that, whatever direction people might take with this advice. As, as far as working with your body to clarify your energy and get bad energy out and invite good energy in and bring your own and it's what you're describing to me makes me think of generating my own positive energy with yeah. physical activity just feeling better overall with with whatever physical activity I feel like would do it and like you said you have to stretch it just a little bit farther than you normally would or something like that you know and it does make all the difference um and I love the approach you're giving. And you could take every technique you've said about your body and apply it to your mind and your mental state. And your the way, all the things you're saying to do with your body, you can, it will help your mental state is what you're saying. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and your energetic state. It, when yeah. I train, it all comes together. It's like a balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I discovered while I trained is that uh, all the tension in your body are your emotions. So uh, if you're, ever wondered where are the emotions in the body they're everywhere in the body and everything that you feel every tension so on my back is stiff a little or my legs hurt or i have a problem with this this is some sort of tension and all tension is emotions so yeah. this fear from this and that manifests in the body as uh, tension and uh, at the start it's tension and if you keep it long enough it's a disease yeah but, uh, that's why it's important to release this this tension and what i hate about gyms is that you train to get more tension so they they train under tension and this is wrong i understand yeah that's a really good point (laughs) so i really realized that the more i train the more problems the less problems i had with my own fear my own limitations that it was sometimes things frighten me, but I do them anyway. So uh, all all those negative emotions are in the body. They're not somewhere in the you mind know, space. This this goes back to me to your acting because your acting. You said it, it's everything. It's you. It's, it's what you are. Your 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 acting. You, it's everything. Your whole package is your job. Is is your toy. Your your tool. And um, I would love to hear like how like when you do when you're acting and as you started develop you've always had that in you haven't you that desire to act I think you've mentioned that to me to be an actor and um you've performed in many things and I feel like empathy and energy if you're acting and you can project that onto a screen or onto an audience I feel like that's an energy exchange too that's very physical because you're 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 you have to use everything including your energy when you're acting i feel to really express like do you find yourself doing that when really like, giving sharing the energy with the audiences when you're acting 
I, I love doing it. And the moment I fell out of love with acting is when I discovered that no one wants that. So when you work with directors and those acting people, they don't want energy, they want things done. And uh, many times I find trouble actually expressing it. The, the shootings are very uh, intense, quick, you have time limits, you have to be in a hurry and it's challenging, but I did notice that every time I do things right, and I try to do things right all the time, um, people notice, people react. And usually people that I worked with wanted to work with me again. So yes, um, just an important thing to, to stress here. I'm not a Hollywood actress. I'm an actress in small little Serbia where you don't have many film productions or, or theater productions. And uh, um, all places in, in theaters are already given to somebody. So there's there are not many opportunities, but I managed to find them. And the things I did are not some big, uh, successful films but you know i started from nothing and i got somewhere so this yeah. might not be a destination but and i think that uh, the crisis that theaters especially theaters because years before covid uh theaters were not full people don't want to pay for theater performances and they struggled yeah. for a lot of time uh simply uh People working in those theaters are not giving the energy and people are not attracted to that. Yes. And I think it's about the story, about the plot, about the... Yes, it is, but it's not only about that. I it's really... About, don't... It's about feeling it from the actors and feeling that situation. It's feeling experiencing it. Feeling empowered. When you go to see something, you have to come back home excited. Yes. It's not I just cry. Mm -hmm. every time I see a play, as soon as it starts, I just Rah! I don't know yeah. why, because it's this huge energy just comes up when the curtains go up or whatever happens in the beginning. If it's a live presentation of act you know, acting or as a musical or anything like that, I, I will just cry and cry for the first <laughs> 10 minutes because I'm so overwhelmed by the energy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and and you're right. If if the but you know those are the ones I've seen that have been really meaningful to me. I saw some Broadway plays that did that, of course, and uh, local plays. Even like my son being in his fourth grade Christmas play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know? those are the worst. The kids, yeah, those are all yeah. The singing. Oh, God. Yeah, it's everything's miserable. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, Allie. Um, I have been like such a great time talking to you. If you would ever like to be a guest again, I want you it's back anytime. Fun. And if you would you like to give our listeners any advice? Uh, you've given them a million pieces of advices. The, the advices, <laughs> a million pieces of advice. I have <laughs> general advice. I don't like giving advice at all because not everything applies to all people. But yeah, uh, I'm happy to to share what I know. So yeah. pick why when you hear a lot of uh, a lot of advice pick wisely what's good for you pick and test is this for me or is this for someone else so it might seem like a good advice but the advice is not for you so uh, i think this is i may i got a lot of advices and many of them were bad for me so yeah <laughs> i yeah, like that advice yeah. pick your advice think, and see if it works it's inspiring and, and but not a good advice for you so if it's inspiring if you like it you just write it down but you do your thing. If this is not your thing, you don't do it. That's right. So like it's it. hard to find yourself in, in all this, especially now when we have all this information everywhere. 
um, you you can find very contradictory advice. And the thing is, one works for one people, another works for another kind of people. And where are you that? So um, be careful what you take in. Good idea. Good thinking. Good. Good. Yes. That's a, that's great advice. Good. Watch the advice. That's good advice. It. Yes. <laughs> I think I'll I take, that, take advice. It. I it. Yes. <laughs> I take that advice. I choose it. I will take that advice and I will use it. <laughs> Another thing is that people never talk about this, but there is timing. So when to use an advice, when to do a certain thing, and maybe yeah. things are uh, to done to be done later. To not yeah. don't do it now. Do it. And some things are to be done right now and not later. So also, for example, if something catches your attention and you write it down, perhaps that's not uh, valuable to you now, but it will be in some point in the future. So your body knows. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just listen to your hunches and oh, you yeah. know. Is there anywhere you'd like listeners to be able to find you? Do you have a website or anything you'd like them to find you? Or uh... you can find me through Instagram. I don't offer anything right now. Okay. Oh yeah. I have some issues okay. regarding that, but you can find me. You can call me. I can leave my email address or mailing list. I'll so. put it. Yeah, I'll put it in the uh, description yeah. for them if they want to. So, so if somebody wants. I'm not active in projects right now for, for personal reasons, but I want to become so everybody who wants to be in touch with me, I'll leave contact information. Okay, so sounds good. Yeah. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Everclear, where you can get advice from a psychic or a an empath, and they help you create the reality you deserve. <laughs> that's what they do and that work there is a wonderful place a wonderful platform and um ali thank you so much for coming and visiting with thank us you. from across yes, the world thank you middle of the night yes it was a pleasure and a privilege thank you thank you both thank you thank you and thank you audience for listening and goodbye goodbye Bye.